Welcome back, Mailin listeners. This is the Mailin Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Merriman. To my right, the lovely Sally DeFreeze. What's up, Sal? How are you? I was... I'm trying to do just... I don't want to have the intro be so uh, monotone and just so so the same every time. So I'm trying to switch it up. Maybe next week I'll do the intro. I'm happy to. Yeah. You got anything in mind for it? No. I'll think about it over the next week. Okay. What's going on? How's things? Things are great. Things are great. <laughs> What's that look for? I'm just still in my retinol uglies phase, okay? So. <laughs> oh, speaking just... of, there is a question that you would like to, you might have to dig well, into Well, I haven't later. looked at any of the questions. Again. Oh, firing from the hip today. Firing from the hip, as always, uh, because I'm just in it. All I do is feed my child and record this Childs, podcast. Childs, I guess, children. Well, I don't Two of feed, them now. I mean, I feed Fritz from like the grocery store. Is he still in his like queso era? Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that's tight. It's like a, basically when you go to Matt's or any Mexican restaurant, you have like a, a basically an iPad you can give to him. Just messier, I would assume. Well, he gets an iPad and a queso, actually. I'm, We're I'm, iPad parents. I'm not going to like feel bad about being judged. I think if you know your kid is going to function and, and sort of sit still better on a plane or, or in a restaurant – that's that's the iPad time. In if in my unchild childless opinion, I think that's probably the move. I would I would subscribe to that as well. I uh I'm just gonna put this out there. Fritz is a TV kid. That's I, awesome. Like when I have to get shit done or mm-hmm. I'm taking care of our newborn child and like I need Fritz to not like mow him over with like whatever like toy he's playing with, mm-hmm. he gets to watch TV. I love it. I was a TV kid. And I like the way Will and I like think about it we're like well we all watched like eight hours tv day (laughs) i turned out fine turned out i'm not like thrilled about it okay like i'm trying to like limit it but if i like in the morning when i there's too much shit going on and i need him to just chill for a second so i can get my shit done he gets tv it's a great idea and i don't want people to feel guilty about it because i i don't feel guilty about it power to the tv people this is me in solidarity with TV parents. Yeah. I turned out fine. I mean, we, we we watched Nickelodeon. It was like, wake up, watch Sports Center with my dad, mm-hmm. go to school, come home, watch Nickelodeon, and then like go to hockey. I mean, Fritz is not hockey playing age yet, but Right. But there was I mean, there was plenty of TV. We didn't have iPads though. That's a new a new thing in the parenting world. Right. But I feel like, like we, we had like little things. I mean, we well, had shit you, to do, like, right? We do like colored and stuff. Yeah. We had enrichment opportunities. Yeah. The issue now, yeah. though, is that Fritz, he, like, gets stuck on one movie. We've talked about this. Like, he watched Home Alone for, like, eight months last year mm-hmm. from, like, November to, like, I guess not eight months. November to April, he was watching six months watching Home Alone. We had to, sure. like, finally. So now he's watching this movie called Bolt. It what's is, uh, What's Bolt about? Randy, do you know what Bolt is? Is it the animated superhero dog? Yes, it is. I believe Miley Cyrus is the correct, movie. and yeah. J- John Travolta. She's is the, the voice dog. of the dog. No, she's the voice of the owner of the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen Bolt about twenty times in the past week. Oh wow! So it's, Fritz has a bit of an addictive personality. Yeah, he like locks in on one movie, mm-hmm. and then he gets over it. So I'm trying to like push him back to the Christmas movies now that we're like in November. We're in the season. Yeah. And he's not having any of it. Really? I'm like pushing Home Alone, Home huh. Alone 2. Thought we could like rope him back in with the wet bandits, the sticky bandits. He's not having it. No kidding. So we got to find a new Christmas movie for him to be into. So if anyone has suggestions, hit me up. Is he into um like Christmas movies of my youth. I think like uh like the the claymation stuff. I Rudolph haven't tried and, claymation with him. Yeah. Uh I did put on the Santa Claus, which is one of my top five Don't Christmas movies. The Santa Claus. Yeah. And he's not he's not into Tim Allen's comedy, unfortunately. It's too bad. Will's gonna be disappointed by yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a Michigan guy. Mm-hmm. So we Ooh. gotta we gotta get some new I, I yeah, there's gotta be like Charlie uh, he Brown, also hasn't Christmas, like taken and Rudolph, the, uh, and like Annabelle's Wish. That's a that's a throwback for anybody who's out there. He hasn't really taken to the Hallmark Christmas movies either. I'm thinking like Grinch. Are we in Grinch territory yet? Yeah, and I well, so there's two Grinches. Did you know this? 
I th- I think there are more. I think well, there there's are like more. a lot, but there's yeah. the Jim Carrey version. Yep, which was like our childhood Grinch. I'm thinking like there's OG like animation. Grinch. Well, yeah, there's the cartoon Grinch. Yep, from like I don't know the fifties, sixties. It's probably God. it's probably make America great that. again, Sally. <laughs> then there's then there's Jim Carrey Grinch, which I honestly really liked, and people forget throwback Taylor Momsen from a uh, Gossip Girl, Jenny, and then. There was a mm, Grinch like yes. five years ago that has uh I don't even oh, know. Oh that's who's in uh it. that's the new that's the, that's the what do they call one. it? The live action? What is Randy? It's just 3D animation. Yeah. What when somebody says live like live action Lion King. But you know Li- what live action Lion King is like is all CGI. Yeah. CGI like versus versus animation. Yeah. 3D well, animation is, is are you saying 3D see, animation is different the, than CGI. Yes, 3D animations like Toy Story and Moana. Looks yep. kind of like Pixar. That. Actually, the people who made this Grinch were the Illumination people who did Minions. Gotcha. Okay. okay. And then uh, but like action. a live action would be like if Cinderella has actors and actresses in it, which they did do. Okay. And it's like where you people are in the suits that like track their movement. No, right? it's, that's okay, not okay. that. Well, well, I mean, a little bit of it. I'm thinking like, of like, like Beauty Ava- and the, Avatar, like, right? Yeah, that's live action. Lion. Like Beauty and the Beast was live action, but like the Beast was all like motion humans. capture stuff like that. So yeah. technically, the new Lion King is live action because it's supposed to be realistic. But I mean, in reality, the whole thing is CGI. So hey, that's a hard one to compare it to. But it's, if it's 3D cartoony, that's 3D animation. That is our animation correspondent, Randy Trebacki. That, that was in. my major, so yes. Okay, should we <laughs> should we get to the questions? Let's do questions, Sally. Okay, great. Hey, Brett and Sally. Uh, well, actually, first I'll say subscribe, follow, all those things. Hit the hotline, oh, yeah. 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or write in in the Twitter bio at Mailing Podcast in the description of this episode as well. Here we go. Hey, Brett and Sally. My fiance and I, no big deal, congratulations, <clears throat> are currently planning our wedding and have been astounded by the costs. Both, both of our families are pitching in, but we are still not in love with the idea of spending so much money. Uh, we would rather have that money for our honeymoon, perhaps a down payment for a house, or maybe just a nest egg to get our life together started. We do still want to have a wedding, but have been considering more non-traditional options. One thing we've been recently very interested in is renting a large lake house or something like that on Airbnb for the weekend. Uh, The thought there being that we could still have a small setup for a ceremony, but we would be able to do more uh, to tailor it to what we want. We're not very formal people, so we were thinking that it would be less stressful and more fun to make it more like a weekend-long party than a traditional wedding reception. Uh, There would be rooms for us and our grandparents and other family who can't get around so well to stay, activities for guests like cornhole and the fire pit, and just a more laid-back vibe. Regardless of what we end up doing, we want to keep it to around 60 people and feel like this would be an easy way to make it exactly what we want it to be. What are y'all's thoughts on non-traditional weddings like this, and is there anything we're not considering that could go wrong? Love you guys. I mean... Obviously, a I'm a fan here. of this. And a 21st century question that I think is applicable. I think, so honestly, non-traditional weddings are becoming more the norm slash the tradition. Yeah. If you look back to like 90s, early 2000s, like Father of the Bride era, that's when everyone was like, I would say like the traditional wedding, what we thought of where like you had a bachelor bachelorette party the night before the wedding mm-hmm. and then was you at the church and, and it you was had the church. country club like yes. ballroom and that like that was that but that it was also that. and it wasn't like a whole life of its own yet but it also didn't cost an arm and a leg right because that because it was like i mean it was like expensive but it was not like this insane i literally was Correct. watching father of the Bible the other day where he talks about it being like 150 dollars a head or two it it's two hundred fifty dollars ahead, but he thinks they said one fifty, which he thinks is astronomical, and two fifty is also astronomical. Mm-hmm. That's not even like in the realm of possibility anymore. Correct, because that was a traditional wedding mm-hmm. where we were like, "Oh, it's a wedding," but it wasn't this like it's going to take over my life situation. Then we entered like social media, Pinterest, 
era. Mm -hmm. And that's when weddings like took on this insane life. And I would say that would probably start in like the 2010 era. I'm just going to like, is there's not really a movie that ushered that in or it's more, it's more social media. No, I think it literally started with Pinterest Yeah, and then social media because people were taking ideas and then seeing what other people were doing. And it like, you know, once someone did the donut wall, other people have to do the donut wall, the blah, blah. So you, you started doing all these things, these extravagant things or adding things to it that create astronomical cost. And it'd be not even by anybody's own fault, this like societal, like everyone has to compete with each other for this insane wedding. And it, every girl that, his, you know, in their mid twenties, mid thirties, knows that like getting engaged then just means like the next year of your life is just going to be completely devoted to this like one mm-hmm. event. Whereas, you know, you you know, back in the nineties, early two thousands, you could like have a wedding and it wouldn't like take over your whole life. It just seemed to be a, mo- a lot less a la carte back in the day. You sort of like the package is what the package right. is. You you like went to the country club. They did everything. Yeah. There was the one town photographer. You mm-hmm. didn't fly anybody in from LA to come like videographer your wedding. Now that's like, oh, you didn't get the florist who did Kim Kardashian's baby shower. Like, yeah. that's how it is now. Or at least it was. And then I think COVID happened. And then people were like, I think there was already kind of a turning of the tide anyway, but really they were like, why are we spending this astronomical cost? Yeah. And more so now than ever, I see people who got married at the courthouse or like, I'm one of five kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, my oldest sister, me, and my littlest, or my youngest brother, all are going to have a quote non traditional wedding. Like Will and I did kind of what this guy's talking about. We had 50 people. My sister only had our immediate family. My brother is also going to only have our immediate family. Uh, in a situation where it's like, well, I want to do something baller, but I want to do it for myself and not for 400 people. Totally. But. All that being said, I think now we're really ushering in an era, probably from this podcast and us telling everyone to do whatever the hell they I'll want. I'll take credit. I'll take credit. Uh, of where I think you can do the full-blown, I wouldn't even say Pinterest at this point, but like Instagram wedding, or you can do the courthouse, or you can have both. You can do whatever the hell you want. Who cares? It's it's become a lot more customizable as tradition has sort of fallen off i i I, of the probably 25 weddings i've been to of Mm -hmm. like friends i i think three of them have been like you go to the courthouse you go to the reception and on different like motorcade Mm -hmm. and that's that and like ho hum here we go everybody has something unique or like not maybe unique's not the right word but something that's more laid back or Mm -hmm. like lower key and it's not this formal march between like this formal process i guess and i think that's only going to continue um as more options are available and like venues are have changed and like the the farmhouse kind of wedding has has really taken hold and the um like the traditional country club banquet hall i feel like is almost it's like out of style in a way. And, I'm going to call this right now, though. I think the country club wedding is going to make a comeback. Oh well, I think it's it's all going to be market dynamics, right? It's like yeah. if the country club wedding is you can get a hundred person wedding for twenty grand total. It's going to be like, all right, well, that's that's the option now. Like if it, I was going to get married now, I almost want to do the exact like father of the bride wedding, which great, I would have done, movie. but it would have been an insanely expensive. Sure, absolutely. So all that being said. I think do whatever the hell you want that, you know, Yes. don't feel bad about not spending money or do spending money or do what you want. If you want to blow a wad of cash, like on Mm -hmm. a wedding instead of a down payment, do that. If you want to buy a house instead of having a wedding, do that. Yeah. I don't think there's any really drawbacks to this person's plan. No. Uh, The one thing I'll say, having had a wedding of 50 people is that you really, I had to be very cutthroat about who we could invite. Can't famously, <laughs> you did not make the, the But I did famously list. get the FaceTime. You did get the only During... FaceTime of our wedding night. <laughs> I'm like the uh, like bracketology. First, yeah. first four out. I yeah, got like the you courtesy were, FaceTime. You were the play-in game. Uh, we, and that, there, there are probably 
10 people that I would have loved yeah, to have. Of course. That we, because of the size of the venue, venue, but like where we could have dinner, they were like, it's a hard cutoff at 50. Sure. Totally. Um, so that was like my, and even now though, any of the people that we didn't invite that I would have loved to be there have never, that never came in between us. Cause I mm -hmm. think everyone, you included who were not there were like, well, we understand. Like it was like Will's high school friends, your college friends. There was really no like wiggle room there. Of course. Uh, so that, that's my only drawback. But I think other than that, like it's, it's about you. It always should be about you. And I think people start forgetting that because you cater to your mom mm. or, you know, mm. the people coming in from out of town and it becomes this whole life of its own. So try to, bring it back to you and your fiance and like whatever y'all want where you can actually enjoy yourselves. Totally agree. I think that if your heart's kind of already set on it and it sounds like you, they, they basically have a plan in place, mm -hmm. then, then go with it. And I mean, things you have to like look out for, so to speak, if you're just going to have a big lake house weekend, like maybe you designate uh, a friend or an aunt, like an iPhone photographer. Hey, be cognizant of moments that are happening. Boom, boom, boom. Maybe you have to check with the Airbnb about having a, tent in their backyard right. right like some of the the logistical stuff uh or side of things and, and maybe maybe you still try to get a hotel room block if it's long enough in advance so people can spend 200 bucks a night versus 310 you know like maybe there's little stuff like that right uh that you can sort of tie together but if you're sort of set on this non-traditional thing then go go for it i mean it, it's like the wedding is i, I think what wedding planning comes down to is can you delineate between the wedding being for you and your significant other versus having a wedding for everybody else? And mm -hmm. I think that our culture kind of you flip flop during the wedding process where it's like, oh, I just want me and you to have like this moment and have our like cake or signature cocktail. And like, I just want it to be us. And then there's like, well, Daphne did this. And so I think we should have this. So everybody's happy. So there's a DJ, like, you know, there's right. just stuff that you start, wiggling on and you kind of lose the true north on it and that's just that's gonna happen i mean that's culture that's pinterest that's instagram like and there's so yeah. many options now too it's like well we gotta have the photo booth that was so fun at charlie's wedding so yeah i no, we gotta have that because that was a blast to see on instagram after and it's like well do you, do you need it or is it a fun want to and maybe if there's 2500 bucks left over you bring the photo you know there's stuff that you can kind of it, 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 pros and cons or just stuff that's going to move the needle or not. Like, do you need the popcorn machine for 11 o'clock? I don't think so. Would it be fun? Sure. Do you need it? No. I don't know. Yeah. There's just kind of like need it, want it, love it, don't love it. That goes into traditional and non-traditional weddings. So I, I, I'm all for it. I've kind of fallen into the, you know, one day whenever I get married, I'm kind of going to be, I think, in the middle of I, I want to have a lot of people because a lot of people have affected my life, especially kind of lately Yeah. Uh, in losing my folks. I want to have more people around that have supported me. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't see it being at a banquet hall. You know, I, I see it more of something along these lines where it's like a spot where people can gather and stay and eat and, and celebrate drink and be, be merry. Like that's yeah. kind of my goal whenever I would, I would get married. Obviously that would depend a lot on my uh, future spouse. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of where I see it. So I, I think I'm, I'm with you and all, all for this. Yeah. Let's talk about something that, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm relatively new to Sally. Me too. Not all drugs are created equal. Psilocybin, for example, when taken thoughtfully at sub hallucinogenic levels can sharpen your focus, hone your mental clarity, unleash your creativity, expand your mind, open your heart and ease your anxiety. You shouldn't experiment with shrooms you got from your buddy's sketchy friend. Couldn't agree more. So that's why Schedule 35 takes a science-backed approach to micro-dosing shrooms. They precisely measure out every dose, they age-verify every one of their customers, and they ship discreetly and, better yet, give you a micro-dosing regimen and guide that allows you to join, uh, enjoy the benefits of psilocybin without any of the hallucinogenic effects. Um... Personal experience time. I was sort of of the ilk that shrooms were bad, shrooms were this, shrooms were that. I was unfamiliar mm -hmm. uh, until I watched a Netflix special about 
cancer patients, uh, uh, terminal cancer patients receiving psilocybin treatment to ease their anxiety about mortality. Mm -hmm. uh, that turned me on to them. Uh, I wanted to try them for my dad and unfortunately it was too late, but um, that combined with my buddy who uh, went to law school and, and had started microdosing uh, as a function to work intrigued me enough that I tried them uh, with the help of Schedule 35 and I have enjoyed my experience entirely and, and wholly and, and truly it has decreased anxiety. It has made me more creative. It has uh, helped me in, enjoy a night out more or a canoe ride more. It's, it's a really interesting, um, really interesting tool that if you want to experiment with, or if you want to, uh, try it out per se, schedule 35 is the perfect way to do it because you know exactly what you're getting. Um, you know exactly what's in it. And it's, it's kind of the, the gateway in if you were looking for it, if not, not your thing, no worries at all. You can, you can move on through this, but I just wanted to give you guys the opportunity with schedule 35 that I've had, uh, and I've really enjoyed it. So here's the deal. Get 15% off your order with code mail. That's M-A-I-L at schedule35.co. Again, that's 15% off at schedule35.co and use code mail. Uh, you want the next one, Sal? Yeah, I've got it. Short and simple. All of my current interests bore me. I've done the same things every day for just shy of a decade and I'm looking for new hobbies. How do I find new things to do? How do I keep myself from slipping back into the same old, same old? Thanks. Usually routine helps build like confidence or comfort. This guy's like, no, get me out of my routine. Yeah. What, do you what are your hobbies? What are my hobbies? Yeah. Um, Would you consider hockey a hobby? Yeah, I think so. It's, yeah. it's obvious. I, I mean, for me, it's probably number one social tool. Mm -hmm. Number two, workout. Three, like love of the game hobby. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy like uh, like golf obviously is, is a hobby, but kind of the thing, like I, I like maps are a big hobby of mine. Like I can, I can go on Google maps and just like search around all day. Yeah. Um, YouTube videos. Like I love learning about history. I love digging into things. I love, uh, writing television scripts. Oh yeah. Which is very much just a straight up hobby of mine. It's a kind of a creative outlet that nobody sees and nobody hears about. And I just, I, I enjoy doing it. Um, but yeah, those are, those are three big ones. What about you? <laughs> I like, we, I always laugh about this because when you watch great British baking show yeah, and they show these bakers who are amateurs. So like technically it's a hobby cause they're not mm -hmm. professional bakers. I okay. was to say pro bakers, but then I'm like, they're, are they like pro bakers? Sure. Anyway, they always have also insane hobbies. They're like, they are bakers, which like to be a good baker takes a lot and is a hobby. But then they like, of like one of them like is a forager and then like they have like these insane gardens and someone else like collects or like goes to classic car shows, like all these like insane things. You're like, where are you finding the time? Cause you mm -hmm. already like are doing this one hobby that takes up all your time. Sure. Which has made me realize lately that I don't have hobbies. I mean, I have like one hobby, which is like reading, I guess. Okay. Well, you also have two children. I have That's two like children. There's some, there's some things there. But. I like, I, reading is probably my number one hobby, if you would call that a hobby. But like, I read way more now in the past probably year and a half than I like ever did. Okay. Since being out of school. I feel like I could name some of your hobbies. Like, you're a shirt, like a charcuterie board queen. <laughs> and like you enjoy I do enjoy cooking which I yeah. but it's like again one of like the things that I think is more of a necessity mm -hmm. than like something I I mean I enjoy it but it's not like I'm also doing it for the good of my family here are hobbies I'm interested in and this okay. is what I think I should tell this guy girl don't know um, find a couple things you're interested in and then just like take a class because this is where I have not done okay. the legwork one thing i really want to do is like learn to throw pottery Ooh, okay a girl that i went to college with <clears throat> who lives in sonoma or now san francisco shouts to Lindsay, like got really into pottery when she was living in sonoma she would post all of it and i was like this is amazing like she literally made like all of her own 
like dishes, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, I would cool. love to Very do that, cool. especially because if you get good at it, you can like just make your own shit or of give course. gifts to people. Uh, another one of my friends, shouts to Aaron, is a phenomenal sewer, seamstress, sewer. Didn't she? She makes her own clothes. Makes right? her and her husband's That's own clothes. Crazy. And now her child. And like they all look amazing. And Will, every time we see them, is like, why don't you learn how to sew? Which takes up so much time. She did it. Like she started, I think, right before COVID. So then she had mm-hmm. all this time to like hone that skill. And now she's so good. Like literally we'll see something and be like, I'm just going to make that instead of buying it. Crazy. Didn't you have a uh, an embroidery kick for a second? Lily and I tried to become embroiderers. Okay. Uh, it did not go well. Okay. And this is the thing. Like this is why it's so confusing because like an embroidery machine – and now they're so digitized. You're just like, this is what I want to do. And you like load the thing on the hoop and you just put it in there. To be fair, I never tried it. We bought the machine together and mm-hmm. Lily was the one doing it because I was at work and okay. she was at home. Uh, we broke like eight needles and then we're just like, screw this. We're taking this thing back. Yeah. So, but I feel like it can't be that difficult, but I still can't figure it out. And then the last hobby, what was I going to say? I had three, and oh, now no. I don't remember what they are. That's my I I, I derailed totally I derailed me. you. I'm so sorry. Okay, if I think of it, I will mention it. But it's just things that I've like seen where I'm like, I kind of want to try that. And then, oh, mm-hmm. I I remember what it is. I really want to learn sign language. Oh, that's cool. Really bad. Okay. And like, I I say it to Will all the time because I do have deaf patients. Mm-hmm. Most of them can like read lips and stuff, so I never really have to like go out of my way to like do anything. Got you. Uh, okay. But I think it would be really cool. Yeah. I have some friends who have like no American sign language. Mm-hmm. I would just, I obviously like probably should put my skills towards like relearning Spanish because that would really help me in my everyday life. <laughs> but I just think it'd be really awesome to learn American sign language. That's a language. great one. That's a great one. I think when he asks, like, how do I keep myself from slipping back? I think it's sort of, it comes down to cultivating your interests. So, like, like there's, like, a scale, right? That idea, interest, hobby, profession, like, livelihood, right? There's, like, kind of a sliding right. scale here. And so you take things that you're like, oh, I'm interested. And it's sort of like finding, an, if, if you're starting a new career, finding a new job. So what am, what am I interested in over here? And cultivating that into a hobby is like maybe watching YouTube videos on it or, or looking at your Instagram discover feed. And what is it? Like what is what's in there besides like cool sunsets or whatever? Like what do you find yourself, maybe you don't even realize you're super interested in, but can cultivate. And maybe yeah. it's something to do. Maybe it's something physical like yoga or working out. Maybe it's something uh, artistic like guitar. You know, I, I love playing guitar or piano or something like that. Or, are, are you looking for spending a new... your money on a bunch of records? Like record Will. record stuff, absolutely right. Like maybe it's. Are, are you looking for a hobby? Are you looking for a challenge? Are you looking for something to spend time? I was going to say waste time, but my gamer over there in the chair was not going to be like, "Oh, if you just video games is not a waste of time." It's a social thing. We were just talking about this last night. We, I, was we were, with, yeah. I was playing with James and uh, and J Bone. It's like video games to us now are social. I, we don't play single agree, player games. I agree. It's a th- How it's dare th- you? Th- it's therapeutic. I'll come at you. Social I, media. I caught myself. It's not a waste of time. It's a use of time if you want to play video games. So I think. How do you how do you keep yourself from slipping back to the same old same old? It's trying things and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Try the YouTube videos. Try the uh, the master class. Take a class. Try yeah, In try person. going for a run or try the erg machine. Like what? Like do something for the first time and experience something for the first time, and see what you think. Yeah. Does it hook you? Great. Does it not? On to the next one. We we ask had, your friends what hobbies they like. We've had a similar question in the past. I've always said just go on TikTok and Instagram Reels for to find a new hobby. I get served so many ones. Just look at hashtags. Yeah, and stuff. you, you have, will find something you have, very easily. You might be hobby maxed out. I, I am. Your hobbies are I mean, my God. This is this is my thing. I always like I always like I have finished this project. Like I get so like 
frustrated that I have to finish it. And as soon as I finish and have nothing to do, I'll spend one weekend completely free and just be like, I, I need something to fill my time. I have nothing to do. You go start going owl hunting in your apartment. Complex. I found it. Yeah. It only took a day. <laughs> okay. Should we do the next one? Let's do it. Brett and Sally, I got a little story for you here, Randy. You like this one. You know the drill. First time, long time. I'll keep it tactical. No, he, he does not. Spoiler alert. He does not <laughs> keep it tactical. <clears throat> I'm in my late 20s and was on a flight last night flying to a new city where I'll be spending a few weeks for work. The energy could not be better. I partook in exactly one beer, queued up a movie on the seat display in front of me, and was ready to enjoy the next four and a half hours. As the flight attendant, who looked right around my age, began handing out headphones, I smiled and outstretched my hand as she passed down the aisle. She pushed it back. She goes, no, you don't get one. Oh, sexual. I awkwardly laugh it off with the other passengers sitting around me. She circles back 10 seconds later and hands me the headphones. No big deal. 20 minutes later, as the drink service is taking place, the cart gets to me and the same flight attendant goes, no, you don't get one. Again, but then hands over my Diet Coke. She extends her hand, introduces herself, asks why I'm traveling to this city, etc., she explains how she's newly moved to that city as well, doesn't like it much, uh, as much as her last hometown, then asks what I do, and it's all just very casual chit-chat. I'm newly single and am obviously aware enough when someone's flirting with me, but this is still very new. I make some conversation. It all goes well. If it ended here, fine. Ego boost at the most. Very much a I-still-got-it reminder. Five minutes later, Randy... She drops a free snack box in my lap as she's passing by. The guy sitting across from me turns over and just mouths, nice. <laughs> so me and him are just losing it. Again, ego boost, and it's all fun and games. Another five minutes goes by. After that, she drops a napkin on my tray with her name, a heart, and her number. At this point, I'm just sitting there with a stupid smirk on my face because this is playing out way too perfectly. The rest of the flight goes normally. No more interactions. I deplane, pick up the rental car, and when I get in the garage, hit her with a, quote, 8.5 out of 10 flight. The service made up for the turbulence. Great meeting you. Let me know if you'd want to grab a drink while I'm here for the month. Text. I get nothing. Again, I'm new to the flirt game, but did I break this? Love the pod. Washed forever. No. What a story. That like gave me butterflies. That's that was so, so fun. cute. That's so cute. I I think I loved the text at the end. That's hilarious. I think that's a great text. Very flirty. He clearly was getting his flirt on on the plane. I don't think he did anything wrong. I don't I don't know why she didn't respond. I don't know why she didn't respond either. There is there like an uh, uh did the number go wrong? Did you I'm check like, the number? The world? Yeah. Did the did it say it got delivered? No. Is Did the, it turn green? The only thing was she was she looking for more on the flight? Was she looking for a little bit more of like uh like put write your number back on the napkin, put it you know put it back on her tray? I don't know. No, because I th I think this is the perfect amount because you like you don't need to like I mean it's probably a long flight. I don't he didn't four and, four and a half hours four and a half hours. Yeah, you can't keep this up all night like. You, it's a long ass uh, yeah. flight. Like the next, I mean, the next one. She also been like, is like doing her job. You know what I'm saying? Of, of like you course, can't. Yeah. If it's a different, if it's a passenger, that's a different <clears throat> thing. You got to like keep the interaction going. She's actually working, so like yeah. you can't go interrupt her and like be flirting while she's like trying to do her job. And she also probably was like put herself out there. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a perfect amount of time. You like get the rental car, you text her like almost immediately instead of like waiting a day. It's like I do too. Yeah, the the immediate thing. And like you didn't say like what are you doing tonight? It was like hey, if you want to grab a drink, I'm here for the month. We both live like I think it was a perfect text. Mm -hmm. I don't know where it where it seemed to go wrong, uh, unless there's something else that we don't have uh, for context in the story. I don't think you bricked this. Do you? Here's my question. Now yeah. that we've established he didn't break it. If he's still there, and this is like a recent question, and he's still there for the month, do you text her again? Randy has an opinion. Uh, yeah, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's – that you, you Do you go, send a little like missing some headphones? Oh, oh yeah. Send her like a, a screenshot of you watching a movie 
And it's like, man, could use some headphones. Yeah, just just something. Something, yeah. I mean, you don't even have to be funny. You could just be like, are you free for a drink? Yeah, I think you'd get one more. Hey, it's plain guy. One more completely unrelated text. You don't be like, hey, weird that you didn't follow up with me. Yeah, you you just follow up one more time. One more, you get one more. If that's if that's out, then then done, right? Yeah, you get two. But I totally agree. You have nothing to lose. It's not like she's gonna be like, what a stalker. She gave you her number. On a napkin. On a napkin with a, with heart. a heart. Have you ever had an experience like that? A couple, yeah. That's it's that. I mean, what an ego boost. Yeah. I've had a a, a waitress before, like leave a my my check with like thank you so much number smiley face. I was like hell yeah. I gave my number to a waiter one time. I've also I've also done that only once though. Uh, and she texted me. We this ended like up texting, and then I literally was like, you know what? Actually, yeah. Mm, the day before I moved from New York City, I almost felt bad. I was like, well, we had a great dinner. It was me. It was wasn't just me solo. It was me and my my buddy had actually got me into mushrooms. Uh, shouts to shouts to Matt. I'll just leave it there. Yeah. Um, uh, me, Matt, uh, his now wife, and just the three of us we had a great dinner. The waitress was awesome. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to – we had a great rapport. I'm going to leave my number. She touched me, uh, and I moved like three days later. Never met up. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel bad about it, honestly. I did this. It was actually like right before I met Will. Yeah. I was in Austin for the week because the time I was, at the time I was living in Houston, and I was with one of my sisters, and mm – -hmm. I was like super flirty with this waiter, like gave him my number. We started texting and then he asked me if he, if I wanted to come hang out with him and his roommate while they like played guitar. And I was like, Ooh, go to the Mojo absolutely Dojo. Absolutely not. Do I not want to do that? Because nothing makes me more uncomfortable than people playing live music directly to me. Like, that, yeah. Oh, not The good. only situation when that is going to like, I would be okay with that. It'd be like John Mayer only. Like, mm, okay. I think if Will, Play me a song on guitar, I would have to divorce him. I get so oh, uncomfortable. No. I knew this one guy. He uh instead of leaving his number on the check, he actually made the waitress origami out of his napkin. Wow. And, yeah. you, you know, you you joke about that. That was <laughs> that was just like I made one. Oh, I learned, Randy. Randy. Now <laughs> I learned how to make a legit origami rose, and every single time I give it out, girls fucking love it. That's I would amazing. go for an origami, that'd be pretty tight. You know, Brett actually played guitar to me one time on his balcony. It was just me and Did him, I? and he just started strumming. The but it wasn't guitar. like a romantic situation. I just, I get so uncomfortable with that. I can't handle it. Uh, I <clears throat> We're going to, we got to keep this short. So I'm going to just say, you didn't brick this. Reach out one more time. I like it. Let Follow up with us. You know, it's not short. You My, know what he could do. He could, he could invite her over for some green chef is for what he could green do. green chef. They are the number one meal kit for eating clean. Let Green Chef take the work out of eating clean this holiday season with chef-crafted, nutritionist-approved recipes. I don't know why I said it like that. Featuring fresh ingredients with nothing artificial. Choose from recipes featuring lean proteins like turkey and sockeye salmon, barramundi, tilapia, scallops, and shrimp. Certified organic whole fruits, vegetables, and eggs with plenty of whole grain options. Uh, Sally, I'm a big Green Chef fan. As am I. They literally give you the tools to be your own boss. They give you the ingredients. Uh, they package awesome recipes. They, they have taught me how to be a chef. They have taught me I can't, why am I saying chef like with a T? Uh, they've taught me to be be more uh, I don't know advanced in the kitchen. I feel much better about myself. That I'm not well, just making... also like going within the constraints of whatever your diet are. Exactly. So like if you want to be keto mm -hmm. or like pescatarian, like Will. Little then, pesco. Then you can like request those recipes within whatever your constraints are, and which is not, great. It's not just like they have kale salads, which are fantastic, but they have. I'm looking at their menu right now: caramelized onion cheeseburgers. Oh, I've had those. Those are delightful. Delightful coconut shrimp noodle bowls. Oh, I would crush one of those right now. Mostly because it didn't have you have you had much. the maple butternut squash risotto? I have not, but I need to. It screams fall. I, oh, that sounds so good. That sounds so good. So here's the thing. Eat clean the easy way with the recipes that help manage your weight and support your wellness goals without skimping on flavor. Uh, here's the deal. For Green Chef's best deal of the year, are you ready for this, Sally? Mm -hmm. Get $250 off 
with code MAIL250 at greenchef.com. That's a screaming Black Friday deal. Greenchef.com slash MAIL250 for $250 off when you use code MAIL. Again, for Green Chef's best deal of the year, get $250 off with code MAIL250 at greenchef.com slash MAIL250. I might be using that deal. That is screaming. You're right. Sally, you ready? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to skip one, and then I'm going to go to the next one. Okay. And then if you want to go back to that one, you can. Deal. But I want to read this one. (laughs) Sorry. Just Uh, calling it audible. Uh, Okay. Any advice on how to accept changing holiday traditions as you grow up? I have such great memories of the holidays as a kid, and the last few years just haven't brought the same feelings because of family growing apart, smaller gatherings, and such. This is very topical, I feel like, for both of us, but it's something that I feel like I think about every year at the holidays. Mm -hmm. I think when you grow up, and it probably started happening when I was, like, getting out of college. Because college, you're still, like, going home for the holidays. Mm -hmm. And if you are in, like, a traditional family setup, you still are, like, enjoying the holidays in, like, some sort of traditional manner. And you have all this time off. So you, like, get to do holiday shit, like, watch movies and, like, go see lights or whatever the hell you want to do. Of course. And then you grow up and maybe you graduate or you move away from your family or whatever happens. And you start realizing like, oh, I'm not having these like picture perfect holidays that I did as a child. Yeah. And it seems like everyone else is. And like, what the hell's wrong with my family that like we barely can like stand each other for 10 minutes or <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so, yeah. That really started hitting me in my mid-20s where I would, like, watch Christmas movies and be like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. why I, why can we not have this, like, cozy Perfect holiday? Perfect Christmassy holiday. Right. Like, uh, and then you realize, like, no one's having that. Yeah. And I think that – I think <clears throat> I think that was – that was a lot of my mid-20s was being like, why are we not this, like, perfect holiday family? Mm-hmm. And, like, lamenting that and then – as I got older and now have kids of my own, I realized like, oh, my holidays as a child were very magical because my parents made it that way. Yeah. And now the responsibility lies with me. But also knowing as an adult, like holidays are as much as you can kind of make of them. But also every time you sit there and compare of like what everyone else's looks like and you think like, oh, they're not as magical for me because I'm like super busy with my job or I have a totally different family landscape than I did, you know, five years ago. Yeah. Or uh, I live on the other side of the country and can't go back home. Everyone is dealing with that in their own way, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's really important to remember because I think you, it's really easy to like lose the um magic of the holidays and get really like jaded and cynical as you get older. Yeah. Because you're not living like the picture perfect like what we see in movies anymore. And the reason that we were all led to believe that that's how it's supposed to be is because we watched it in movies and our parents made us feel like that. Absolutely. Which was great, and I hope I can give that to my children, mm-hmm. but I also don't want them to like grow up Like speaking from experience and obviously you have a totally different experience than me right now, but like I come from a huge family where I'm like, okay, like we're all going to get there on Christmas Eve and like enjoy each other's company and like drink hot chocolate and like have mimosas in the morning. You know what actually happens? Since we all live in Austin, we like go the 45 minutes out to my parents' house for an hour and then everyone's like, can we get the (laughs) fuck out of here now? Like no one, because we all have our own shit to do. And it's not even that we don't want to spend time with each other. It's just like, oh, I've got to take care of my child or like I need to go check on the dog or we're leaving town tomorrow. So this like Mm -hmm. whole like idea that I had of like, we're going to be in Christmas jammies. We're going to have eggnog like never happens. (laughs) Yeah. And then I realized like also that's not happening for any of my other friends. Yeah, totally. Even when you're at the, the Instagram picture is happening. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's like the movie is distilled into the, the, the two hours of Christmas bliss. Yes. It's obviously not. And, Hallmark exists for a reason because it's almost like this utopian, like mythical society, mythical Christmas, like Thomas Kincaid uh, painting that people live in, right? It's a snow globe. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't exist. Like you can, you can have parts of it, 
and moments of it, like I'm writing an article right now that I think will go in next week's newsletter. It's about the magic of Christmas and losing it mm-hmm. as as a, you kind of pass. Like for me, it was like 10, 12. Yeah. Um, Once you stop believing in Santa, it really, goes really, down. that's like it's like that's it's certainly part of it. Uh, Randy, sorry, you Randy, know, I'm you sorry, know. we messed well, that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the change of it, like, how do you handle the change of it? Is know that it, you're not alone in mm-hmm. going through the emotions of like losing the nostalgia impact yeah. factor as families grow apart, and in my in my case, grow smaller. Um, yeah. And so I think the way what, where you put your energy with the holidays moving forward is either creating new traditions for yourself or creating environments and traditions, like you said, for your kids yeah. or your nieces and nephews or like making sure that they have that magic for as long as possible. Well, and I was going to say exactly what you're saying. Create your own magic. And yeah. if that's if that's all of your friends continuing the tradition of going out to a bar on I'm December twenty third, uh, or absolutely. if it's if it's uh, you know uh, having the same Merriman Christmas cocktail hour, like being with your quote found family, or mm-hmm. maybe it's something you do by yourself where you just take a trip by yourself, or no like doubt. You, you do the same, like exactly make your own tradition, or with your friends, or with whatever family members you have who care, or whatever you want to do. Like one of the things that Lily and I do every year now is we. We'll watch like Hallmark movies just randomly throughout the month of December and text yeah. each other about it. And yeah. I like look forward to it, even though it's not really like a tradition that we're even doing together. We're just texting each other, talking shit about Hallmark movies. But I really mm-hmm. enjoy that dynamic of our relationship for the month that we have it together. Of course, absolutely. So, small things, and maybe you're not believing in Santa anymore, except for Randy. Uh, but you can still do fun things. You can still like. Go to the light show. God, please don't go to the Mozart light show. That sucks. Next to our house. Uh, yeah. Or you can, you know, do the Christmas bar with your friends every year. Yeah. Even if it's like something you're trying out new, go on a trip by yourself, whatever it is. Like you make it for yourself with the people who want to participate around you. Exactly. And know that <clears throat> as we get older, I feel like the the moments of Christmas bliss or whatever that magic is that you can't really remind or you, you you don't really can't really explain it but you can create environments and create situations that give you like you can get that the the glimpse of it you can get yeah. the little hit of it it's not like it, we when we were kids where it's like all encompassing it's just a blanket of christmas magic yeah. but you can still you can still find those hits yeah and that's kind of enough to keep me going like i do uh my my christmas village for example yeah. something my grandma has always been like huge on Exactly. My mom was into it. Yeah. But I, my grandma builds like a city, like they're like civil engineers, a city. And I have taken that sort of torch and and run with it because it's just, it makes me, it reminds me of my grandma's house. And unfortunately she's going to, she's selling her house after this year. So this is going to be my, my last Christmas. The last Christmas village Christmas. The last Christmas in like the house that I grew up in yeah grew up in yeah um so i'm gonna take every moment and, and cherish it obviously but it's just one of those things that when it's complete and like the sun goes down and you have the glow of the village on the wall yeah it gives you a sense of like it snaps you back to, to yeah. seven years old when you're like everything is perfect everything's fine have gone through a lot of life since then yeah uh and life events but it, it, it's those little moments that you create yourself to either snap you back or or create something new. Like I I I've gone to dinner on New Year's Eve a couple times, the last couple of years. Like my dad was sick, I couldn't really go out to bars and stuff like that. So I went to a dinner on New Year's Eve and just had like a really big like solo sushi dinner. It was awesome. Yeah. And just like that sort of like that tradition that I was grateful for what I had right now and grateful for the the life I had kind of built for myself, but all kind of grounded in finding those moments of Christmas nostalgia and, and yeah. holiday nostalgia. So I, I think we kind of summed it up the right way is, is make new ones or create environments that help give you a hit of old ones. And don't don't beat yourself up for feeling this way. Totally. now yeah. we have like responsibilities. 
yeah. that our parents probably had that we didn't realize. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. On on that note, I am getting <clears throat> my I'm hopefully getting my Christmas decorations for my parents this weekend because they have to keep it at their house. We don't have room for ours. There you go. I am and I would uh, like to put up our tree. Pre-Thanksgiving, I know it's controversial, but here's my argument. One, I am gonna be home this whole Christmas season. Yep. Because of maternity leave. And so I'm like, I want to enjoy the hell out of it. And it's going to be cold. I want to start a fire. I want to like, I'm going to make the magic for myself. I'm doing Sally. My Saturday, you're looking at Christmas bread. And I I wanted to, usually like our family was always the day after, excuse me, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. It's like Christmas day. Yeah. Get the tree up, get the decorations up. The last couple of years, I have been going places for Thanksgiving and and going places early in December. So you don't I like of the six weeks of Christmas uh, apartment I could have. Uh-huh. That's like pre Christmas. You're like kind of gone for a lot. Yeah, it was. I, I was there for maybe three and a half of it. So I'm I'm deciding to extend a little further into November, uh, but I wanted to wait for a cold front. Yeah, that was the thing. I was tempted to do it. It's last It's hard weekend. to do it when it's eighty hours. Yeah, it just doesn't have the same doesn't have the same hit to it. So I'm waiting for this this Saturday. Yeah. Keep an eye out uh, for the Merriman uh, Christmas tree. I'm hopefully going to make the trek out to my parents' house to go get our tree. There you go. Uh, I'll, I'll do this one really quick, and then we'll go to the last one. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. Sub-30s washed question for Randy and Brett. Hair routine? Face routine? Y'all look good. What are we doing? Wow. Sally, this is – you've been told to sit this one out by this, this, uh, this wow. lovely writer. What's your hair and and face routine? Face routine is I just use Neutrogena for men. Uh, I mean, I don't don't think that my... Do you know what it is? Is it a moisturizer? Is it a a face wash? It's a face lotion. It just uh, has a little SPF 15 in it. There you go. Every day, day. SPF, baby. I I wouldn't even consider that my face is that good. So thank you. That's a little ego boost there. I also do like a deep uh, sea mud mask. Wow. Whoa. Hold on, that was you just, that was like a throwaway comment. Yeah, but I, you're supposed to do it like once every three days, but uh, okay. But I, I do it maybe like twice a month. There you go. I uh, like that, Randy. He's feeling fancy. The hair routine is really just finding the, uh, the proper pace or whatever that you did. Once Brett's told me that he started using a hair dryer and I started using it. My hair went from good to great. In my you opinion. got a little you volume get, in there. You got to use a hair dryer. It's it's amazing. Very much agree, Randy. Very much agree. I'll go quick too. Uh, for the hair, it is shampoo, condition once a week, uh, maybe more if I've been doing a lot of hot yoga or hockey, but it's keep your natural oils in there, guys. Two, blow dry. Uh, blow dry, two, your hair being dry. Three, it's a little salt spray. Uh, four, it's a, for me, it's a pomade, um, like a clay paste if i'm doing hair yeah. product i use the axe messy paste there you go it depends on your hair type depends on your hair fineness right um and then for me a little little hairspray lock it all in gotta lock it up sometimes randy uh skin i go exfoliate in the shower not every day but whenever i kind of feel like it into a uh, youth serum for the just face i do under eye caffeine drop things and then a spf moisturizer pretty good yeah not bad i mean if anybody needs a face routine this is like the basic normal Mm -hmm. you probably don't need to wash your face twice a day personally i think that i do it at night and then i'm done but yeah you can do both uh vitamin c in the morning spf 30 Randy, at least, SPF 30, and then moisturizer. Boom. Moisturizer will help you a lot. Yeah. And then at night, you can do anything that is like do your face wash, do like a hyaluronic acid serum. Now we're we're cooking. And then do a night cream, like a Mm -hmm. thick cream because, again, moisture. But if you're wanting anti-aging, you're going to have to do some vitamin C for brightening. So SPF absolutely is like the number one tool you have. Mm-hmm. And then then you can get into the – you can come join me, the retinol. Ugly. Retinol, I'm, I'm dipping my toe in the water for sure. Yeah. yeah. But you do it like once every couple of days. Oh, yeah. So you it's don't not burn the fuck out of your skin. Uh, I, yeah. Biotin gummies too. 
for your hair. For yeah. But the one thing I will say for guys, because I'm like dealing with this with Will right now, is like I think y'all kind of get away with like not having to do anything ever. And then you reach a point where Will's starting to get to as he's like approaching late 30s where you're like, oh, shit, I probably should do something. So mm-hmm. while you have your youth, while you're sub 30, actually start doing anti-aging stuff because we all should have probably been doing it like yeah. at 20. So start it now so that you're not 40 and you're like, well, fuck, I didn't do anything. There you go. Uh, last one, Sal. You want to hit it? Yeah. Hi, mailing crew. Is it lame to go to our 10-year high school reunion? Ours is coming up in a few weeks, and most of my friends are on the fence about going. On one hand, I already make an effort to regularly see and talk to the people I care about. Also, driving four hours on a prime football Saturday to attend feels like a lot of effort. On the other hand, life is short, and it could be a chance to reconnect with friends who have lost touch with. Would like to know your thoughts. Thanks. So that's the biggest thing with high school reunions is that they have changed because of social media. Yeah. It used to be like the chance to reconnect with people. You like find out what people are doing. Now, now you we have, know. you know what people are doing. You know what people look like. You know who people are with. You know if people have kids. It's like, yeah. it's just, it's changed in its level of importance. Did you go to yours? That being said, I went. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I, I would not have gone to Saratoga for it. Right. I'll, I'll, you just I gotta be there. honest with you. I was, I happened to be there. Um, had friends in town who were gonna go and had a had a blast. I think like sixty of us ended up going. It was a pretty good crew. Mostly yeah. people that I had stayed in contact with, but right. it's cool to see the couple that you just kind of hadn't kept in touch with. But I went. I don't know if I would have driven four hours to go. Yeah, I'd be on the fence. I, I'm not flying. I probably would swing the drive because it's in Saratoga. I could have stayed and had you know done other stuff so i probably yeah i i would i would go um i i don't think it's like the end of the world if you don't i I get that people are like oh it's too d to go to but i think if you can and you you're in driving distance yeah i think you make it happen how about you i did not go to mine yeah i wasn't driving distance you you uh, it's a different though i feel like it's different if if you stay in like the austin area and you grew up in the austin area went to high school in the austin area yeah i um and not for any particular reason i think that i just was kind of like my friends from high school weren't gonna go yeah and i really didn't like feel the need i probably should have gone i was like supposed to be on the planning committee for it because like the oh yeah our student council senior year is supposed to be the people who planned gotcha (laughs) whoops did not do that uh I'm like much more – I, again, I think there's there's two camps of people. Mm-hmm. There's people who are really close to their high school friends and there's people who are really close to their college friends. Sure. I fall into the really close to my college friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like that's – you're one or the other. I think you can be both. But like Will still keeps in touch with like all of his friends that I he think grew up with. I am I'm more on that scale too. Not Whereas that I like I keep in touch with all the people friend, I went yeah. to college with. Gotcha. And I have like a couple close high school friends that mm-hmm. I like keep in touch with. But – I, I was like, didn't really have a desire. And I kind of feel the same way. Like people that I like would have talked to, mm-hmm. I already like saw. Yeah. Cause where I'm in Austin, I, I, I don't feel strongly about it either way. Sure. Like if I had a really good high school crew or like people that I wanted to see, I would have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like one of those critical mass things. I feel like if, if you're the only one of your friend group going, it's like, yeah, I, I'd rather not. If you have six or seven guys that are like, yeah. oh, let's, let's, let's go. And, We'll go to the reunion for a little while, then we'll go out to a, a bar or something yeah. like parents' house and have a dinner. Like, yeah, then then, then do it. it. Yeah. Treat it like a a homecoming if you can. If it's not gonna work out that way, then maybe you you take it off. But I I, I exactly what you said. It's, I don't think it's chuggy to go. I also don't think you're like sticking it to anybody by not going. So sure. go if you want. We had to like buy tickets to ours. That was the only thing I was, too, I was annoyed I was like, by. I was like, just just have ours like, was at like this like country bar that is like very well known for just being kind of like yeah super laid back. And then they wanted us to buy like seventy five dollar tickets for like two drink tickets. I was like, I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah, we sorry the the people and no offense like the, we student council was not in charge. Student council was like the federal thing, and then we had class like class president was different than student council. Pre- so oh yeah, actually that was what ours was too. Yeah, so our class people were responsible. So us on the student council side of it, we're like not part of it. Yeah. But, uh, they originally wanted Too to have it at like that. a country, like a banquet. I was like, that's not no. going to, no, that's not going to work. Have it at a bar, tell people to show up. If they yeah. do it, great. If not, no worries. Yeah. Randy, I feel like you're a, yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as a person that I, I was on the planning committee for ours because I wanted to get involved and I did fly in, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much, I made sure that all of my friends were going to go. Yeah. yeah. And, we and were, then that's fun. And of a like graduating class of like a thousand kids, I think. That's uh, crazy. I think maybe like 25 people showed up. Oh, and yeah. half of them were my friends. So it was like reality was just us all getting back together and then some okay. other people from right. high school. So if you can get all your friends, just treat it as getting your, your, friends. your friend reunion. Yeah. 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 Boom. Exactly. Done. That's going to do it for us today, Sally. Uh, you have a good time? I had a great time. Me too. Thank you, Randy, for the ones and twos and the commentary. Uh, we'll be back next week on the Mail-In Podcast. Please subscribe, rate five stars, review, and tell a friend about the show. Hit the hotline number 888-362-MAIL. That is 888-362-6245. Or you can write in at the link of the Twitter bio at Mail-In Podcast. Sally, where can the people find you? Sally DeFreeze on Instagram and Twitter. I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both of those platforms. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.